It's Motzer Shabbos of Parshas Tzav, and I noticed, or rather I knew, that today was the 10th of Nisan. Now that means that if we were living 3,332 years ago, we would have actually done something very uh, interesting today. We would have taken a sheep into our house. Nay, well I say nay, that's a horse. No into our bedrooms and tied it to our bedpost. Wow, that is a strange, strange thing. Why are we doing that? What, what on earth possesses us to do that? So one thing to understand is the sheep was one of many Egyptian gods. But this was seen as one of the most important Egyptian gods. You have the Apis bull, you have various others, the crocodile, the scarab, etc., etc. There was a, a, a huge plethora of gods amongst Egyptians, and we'll come back to that soon. But one thing we need to know is why are you tying it to a bedpost? Okay. Imagine waking up in the morning, ah, oh, sheep, ah, like what? What is that about? But I think that is the point. For some reason, the sheep, as you know from Beratius, when Yaakov and his sons are introduced by Yosef to Paro as being shepherds, it's like, oh, whoa, keep them away from us. The sheep is kind of, for some reason, the epitome of a god, which, as I said, we will return to. Um, something, something very important here, when you take that sheep into your house, saying, I'm in control, of the Egyptian god, and when you wake up in the morning and you say, yes, you look, oh, there's a sheep, there's the Egyptian god, it's tied to my bed, there's nothing that they can do about it, because Hashem is running the show, which is what we've been saying all along. As we said, the Egyptians did have many gods, why particularly do we choose the sheep out of all of them? In fact, we know that they had many gods. If you want a little bit of uh, information about the idol-worshipping nature of the nations of the earth in Tanakh times and Bible times, go and have a look in Rabbi Daniel Fine and Reb Chaim Golka's book on Nach. It's in two volumes. There is an essay there, which I helped out a little bit with, called The A to Z of Avodah Zorah where you find a little bit more about that. But in the meantime, the Medrash tells us something very interesting. When Pari said to Moshe, Mi Hashem, who is Hashem? Who is this God of yours that I should listen to his voice? This, this one God that I should listen to. I've never heard of him. What's going on? I mean, didn't he know? Didn't he know? So the Medrash tells us that he'd checked through the directory of the gods are us and didn't find him there. Well, why not? And the Medrash gives an amazing, listen to this, an amazing marshal about a Koyen, a priest, whose servant went looking for him in town and couldn't find him anywhere. He goes everywhere and he goes looking in the graveyard and people say, hey, what are you doing there? Because I'm looking for my master. Who's your master? Mr. Cohen. What, as in an actual Cohen? Yeah. Well, why are you looking in a graveyard? A Koyen cannot be in a graveyard. It's Tommy. A Koyen's not allowed in. So silly place to look. So Paro is looking in an Egyptian directory of dead gods. Of course Hashem's not in there. Now this is mind-blowing, because anybody who knows anything about Egyptology will know that what was the name of the Egyptian directory of gods? Aha, that's right, the Book of the Dead. And of course it's Hashem, is Elikim Chaim. Of course he's not going to be there. 
Now, to understand what's happening here, the roots of Avodah Zarah, the roots of, of idol worship, we could spend hours talking about it. But in essence, those of you, some of you have heard this from me countless times, that modern day atheism, which purports to be very intellectual, is so primitive compared to the more sophisticated outlook of the psychology of ancient times. In essence, it boils down to this. If I can ascribe various human characteristics to the gods, uh, that means that I can somehow appease them. I can anger them if I get it wrong. But somehow that means I'm in control of them. And therefore I can continue to do what I like as long as I know which buttons to push, which in essence means that you're serving the self. Now, anybody who's been listening to the other Godcasts will remember that one of the things that I said, and this is such an icker, such a main point about getting out of Egypt and seeing yourself in this, in this light, is that the greater slave, the greater slave is not somebody who has a system of rules imposed from without. It's somebody who has the system of rules that he's imposed from within. He is a slave to his own desire again, serving the self is the point of Avodah Zorah. Now, this is amazing. Of all the animals, which is the one that we think is the one where you just literally follow, follow, follow? It's the sheep. The word the word soin, actually, in, uh, in Hebrew, means to go out, because you're just following. You're following the crowd. That's what you're doing. And here, you're not necessarily following the crowd. You're just following your own desires. You're, you're, you're meek. You're sheepish. You're, you're, you, you don't do anything that you're meant to be doing other than being a slave to your own desire. And that, and that is what they had to get rid of. And that is what they were shechting. And that's why the Egyptians were so anti what the Jews were doing with the sheep and why they venerated the sheep so much. And yet, have you noticed that the Jewish people are called Tsoyin Kedoshim, holy sheep? Well, isn't that a contradiction with what I just said? Well, actually... Ah, uh-uh, just the opposite. Mizmor David, Hashem Roy Loechzor, Tehillim Chaf Gimel, Chapter Twenty Three. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Aha, sheep with purpose. This is not sheep following themselves. This is sheep having the Lord as their shepherd. That means that He's in charge, and when the shepherd, the real shepherd, is looking after us, that is no longer the sheep of one's own desires. And even, dare I say, controversially, possibly. Even when nechshavnu katsoin latevach, when we are considered as people like to misinterpret, like sheep to the slaughter, for whatever reason, and we cannot give reasons for why things like that have happened through our history, starting in Egypt, of course, all the way through to the modern day uh, tragedies that we've had, like sheep to the slaughter, but always remember why they killed us, because of our shepherd and who we were following. And we take that blood and put it on the doorposts of our houses. The outside destroyer should not come to harm us. And I'm sure for all of you listening, sorry, for both of you listening, the irony is not lost on us this year because they were stuck in their houses on Seder nights, stuck in, oh gosh, I can't leave the house because of what was going on outside, well, isn't that a bit what's happening this year? We know who the shepherd is, and yeah, we have to take care. Yeah, we have to follow the advice. And it occurred to me something else as well on the back of all of that. Tonight, I popped my head outside carefully and noticed a beautiful moon. 
and I was so happy. Kiddush Lavonah. It's one of my favorite mitzvahs. I have no idea why, but I jumped for joy when I was seeing Kashim Chani Roike dancing away. And fortunately, uh, again, a uh, uh, bit, bit like uh, my modern day nace, when uh, I remember a few years ago when I'd been waiting half a month, almost the last night, Kiddush Lavonah, and three o'clock in the morning, I took some rubbish out and I saw the moon, ran, got the siddha, and said it very, very quickly. But Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem, who's going to be there to Al Shalom Aleichem? And just a couple of Israelis walked past. And then one of my former students went jogging past three Shalom Aleichems. Today, it was slightly easier. I had a, a neighbor that I phoned up. I said, can you just pop your head out the door? Three Shalom Aleichems. And I was done. It's fantastic. But if you notice in Kiddush Levona, this is beautiful and ties in with the future Godcast, I hope. We say, Here's the voice of my beloved. He's skipping over the mountains and the hills. My beloved is coming to meet me. It's amazing. He's there in the distance. As he comes closer and closer and closer. Ties right in. Of course, that's from Shira Shirim, which we're going to read on Pesach. This is the relationship we have in Hashem who we trust so that the mashchis doesn't take hold of us. The fact that, that, that we know who we're following. The fact that we recognize our shepherds. And then he comes closer and closer and closer, and he's knocking on the door. And I hope to be talking about that this in a future podcast where we talk about Koil Doidi Doifik, the voice of my beloved is knocking on the door, or the sound of my beloved rather, is knocking on the door as he gets closer and closer. And all we have to do is wake up, recognize who is knocking at the door. Who's running the show? That's right. It's our shepherd, the real shepherd. Good luck.